0: Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, with, oh, without Phil Pepe this week, because we have a special indie creator spotlight for you guys this week. On the uh, night before our Kickstarter launch for our flagship book, we have uh, creator, writer, co-founder, Justin Bartz, and artiste extraordinaire, Randy Meyer on the line. How are you guys?
1: Doing nah, good? We're good. Good.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. So this is great because we're like all over the globe. Well, I don't say globe, but we're all over the nation. So you got me, a Jersey boy, which I'm actually from New York. So if, if my wife ever heard me say that I was a Jersey boy, she smacked me in the mouth. Um, <laughs> and then we got uh, Justin from up north in Michigan and Randy out in the Dakota. North Dakota, that is um so how are you guys you doing well yeah
2: i'm doing really good Uh, yeah yeah. we're doing really good here this is justin by the way so people can tell our voices apart
0: yes well i I think the accent's gonna give randy away a little bit (laughs) (laughs) um all right so good so we've got you on you know the night before We're, we're we're getting ready to launch this uh I I have to say, I'm just like really just like in in awestruck of of everything that we've been able to put together in the last couple of months in regards to this project. But I mean, the art's fantastic. The writing's fantastic. Pace is fantastic. I'm really excited to get this uh, booming and going. But before we get to talking about the Kickstarter project, I want to just kind of step back and just, you know, talk origins. Justin and I started, you know, Amazing Action Comics. What did we do? 2017, you want to say, Justin? Somewhere I believe right there? so. Yeah, right around. Yeah, so there, yeah. we're going around five years, and for people who don't make comics or don't know how to make comics, it takes a long time to even get one issue together, let alone you know a series of issues strung along and then out there into the public. So we're we're really excited about you know where we are now, and you know we brought on different creators in the last five years uh, that have brought in their projects. We've you know brought in some additional talent. Um, like Randy, to come help, you know, make some of Justin's, you know, ideas come to life over the last couple of years. So there, there's been a lot of moving parts and um, a lot of obstacles and challenges, you'd say, Justin?
2: Uh, yes, that's an understatement. Um, <laughs> it seems like every time we made uh, two steps forward, we somehow found a way to take three back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, get, we get started in 2017, three years, and we're just starting to hit the market. And then all of a sudden we get hit with a freaking pandemic that just puts everything to a halt. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were, were facing the same dilemma and you had two choices. You either, you know, push on through or you just you fall off. And unfortunately, a lot of people fall off. And, you know, Justin and I are just too damn freaking stubborn to, to let this rest. Um, we're like just two dogs with a bone that just won't give it up. Um, so we've, we've got a lot of a lot left in us. I know Justin's got a lot of story left in him that he wants to tell um and we're we're looking to get it out to you guys so yeah so the last time we recorded justin it's been like it's been months at least because we've been so busy
2: yeah it's it's been a minute um i think it was probably when we released like the red hyena series uh the head games black and white
0: yeah 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 for sure which was which was quite successful and i'm really excited that we got julian working on next arc for that and that's almost pretty much done so um i'm really looking forward to that because the art style change that you showed me on that was was oh my gosh fire i cannot wait for you guys to be able to see this stuff so um all right so let's let's bring randy into this so we pretty much know justin's origin into comics because we did that origin story a while back so randy let's uh, let's start with you so let's let's talk about your kind of introduction to comics you know uh what was your first comic if you can remember what it was and um. Yeah. Let's start there.
1: Oh man, if I could think back that far, <laughs> um, I'd say uh, like you know, uh, like at, at the barber shops, you know, they'd have you know magazines and comics for the kids, and they you usually have like uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon uh, comics. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the Golden Key comics is what they were, mm-hmm. and you know, that kind of got me interested in comics and comic strips and all that and uh used to not only read but also study like charlie brown peanuts garfield uh the browns and, you know hagar the horrible and all that mm. and kind of experimenting on you know drawing sequ- sequential art that way plus help with writing so that way it kind of makes sense a lot of it didn't <laughs> when i first started out so <laughs> but yeah and uh, been a big Marvel fan. You know, Spider-Man was my biggest thing. Then it's got into X-Men in the '90s, and so, and it just went on from there.
0: That's cool. Yeah, you mentioned Garfield, and I used to draw Garfield all the time. And I don't know what it was about that particular character in his strip, or anything. I think it was mostly because Garfield always had an attitude on his face, and I just loved drawing that attitude that he had because um, the only time he didn't have an attitude is whenever you mentioned lasagna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- that's when his face lit up. All right, so you got comics since you were young. And it's funny, because you can you can tell someone's age when they start telling you about where they got their comics from, because comic shops didn't start to pop up until, like, the late 80s. So anybody who says they got stuff from, like, the pharmacies or off the spinner racks and like barbershops and stuff like that yeah is is just either just right before like comic shop explosions stores or or just around that bend so yeah you don't have to tell us your age without you know telling us your age which uh, is yeah <laughs> we guess it <laughs> so all right so you when did you start drawing like like comics was that from like a young age or like drawing characters and stuff like that oh yeah yeah um
1: ever since i first drew but like in Back in kindergarten you know i just liked how it felt and you know creating the creation part was what i really loved about it and ever since then you yeah, know, any in my spare time when well, i was drawing something you know like uh drawing somebody else's character to try mm-hmm. to you know um practice with that and just went on from there then i tried to create my own characters and it's and i'm still doing it
0: yeah what what's your what was your favorite thing to draw
1: Mmm. uh i would say the uh man magazine Spy is by i really love uh, those ah those are great yes yes, yes. It, it, the way the style that he had was great um Progeus, i if i'm sorry if i'm saying his name yep, wrong yep. i never knew <laughs> yeah proheas's stuff was absolute i just love his drawings
0: yeah i mean That's a great example of, you know, a single page, couple of panels telling an entire story or a a fragment of a larger story in one section. I used to, whenever I picked up Mad Magazine, that would be the first section that I would go to because it was always fantastic because you literally would have a beginning, a middle and an end and it was done. You were satisfied with that particular page, um, and you, you could move on from there. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right, cool. So you've been drawing all your life. You've, you know, you've got this um, stuff. Now, when when did you know that you wanted to at least start making comics for yourself? Ooh.
1: Uh, I'd say uh, uh, mid-90s. Late nineties okay. or something like that. Yeah. I just had some ideas. It's like, oh let's see what this what happens with this. You know, I had a couple of ideas and you know, at first I thought, you know, put it in a short story. It's like, nah, that didn't work. Then well, how about a novel? It's like I don't know how to draw or uh, write a novel. So mm-hmm. then I thought, well, I know comics. Why not put it in a comic book form? So I started doing that and everything kind of went crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah you you had a, a a tribute comic didn't you or something sort of like the uh, uh like a horror
1: oh yes yes um, it was a Friday the 13th the game comic uh, I while playing the game I, this idea came up in my head because I died early in the game and was waiting for everybody <laughs> else so thinking about it it's like you know, this whole story idea came up started writing it drew it in my spare time and finished it and I was pretty happy with it Uh, there's some details I wish I could more but as an artist you know whether you're writing or drawing if you can if you can look back and go you know I could have done that a little bit better you know I got to work on that if you can see your flaws that's how you get better you know you don't uh, you can't really get better if you keep beating yourself down you just go okay I did that wrong I got to work on that then I get better
0: yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And that's, you know, that delays artists sometimes in their projects because they're going after this, you know, this perfection that's unattainable, to be honest, because art is subjective to everyone. So what somebody appreciates in something, someone else may appreciate something else. And I think artists who are really meticulous and are always, you know, searching for perfection, uh, that delays a lot of stuff. Um, especially like their, their deadlines. But the fact that you can go back and look at your work and see how you've grown over time is I think more important because you can see, you know, you've all the practice that you've gotten in um, and then you're looking back at your work to see what you want to fix and corrected a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah, So yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've had a lot of artists on who, you know, are, are re- they're really diligent about their work and um, sometimes finished is is better than perfect um oh yeah yeah <laughs> to get it into their hands all right so so good so we've, we've got sort of like you've been it so comics have kind of been in your life your your entire life um sure. which is great and you've taken opportunities to write them yourself and draw them yourself um and then all of a sudden we get justin and the randy show so how did how did you guys end up meeting one another so that you guys can start working on a project together. What was that process like for you guys? Let's start with uh, Justin.
2: Well, uh, <clears throat> we actually started at a different indie publisher. Uh, we both were—we won't name them—but uh, uh, yeah, you <clears throat> and uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so uh, I'm
0: assuming it, it was—it was a sour relationship.
2: Yeah, yeah. In uh, terms okay. of sour. Yes. Yeah, yeah well, we both got screwed over and uh that's how I first started uh seeing his art and hearing about Randy and then I started following them him back then and uh you know it's kind of it progressed from there to then fast forward to 2017 when Angel you and I we start uh Amazing Action Comics and we start looking for new artists and everything during this whole pandemic uh when we took a step back to kind of focus on a relaunch and I thought of Randy, and I started uh, looking at him, his artwork again, and uh, reached out to him, and yeah, it kind of it went from there, if that's how I recall it, Randy. <laughs>
1: um, Yeah, I, but I think when I did a sketch for you and sent it to you,
2: it's like oh, that kind of yeah.
1: that, that solidified it for you.
2: Yeah, yep, I forgot about the sketch you did of Merrick coming out of the wall with the fire in the background. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yo. I, lo-
1: I still love how the flames we're on that one i still love it
0: <laughs> so then so so talk to me a, b- a little bit about then your process randy so you have you're, you're talking to justin justin has this the script that he's working with and you know it's it's project shadowbreed and we'll, we'll get into the story uh in a bit but i want to talk a little bit about your creative process when you're tackling a project so now you've got this full-on script um, and I'm assuming you guys are talking back and forth and ideas. And um, I know that we had already done uh, layouts for most of the characters, Justin. So I think that that palette went over to Randy as well. So okay. when you're tackling a script, Randy, talk about your process a little bit, like how you tackle that from the initial from the initial start. Uh,
1: well, first of all, reading the script, making sure I understand everything right. Uh, then uh, making sure uh, Doing like character sketches in case you know, you know, like something needs to be changed on one of the characters or Mm. what what we have or what you guys had or whatever is being brought to me. It's like it's not quite. You know, can you work on it? It's like okay, do that so that way that's out of the way. It's you know reference material for me when I get to them. Then uh, planning out the panels for each page and. Doing a pencil sketch of it, sending it in, so that and getting the okay for that before I do any inking. So that way, any changes that need to be made, it's easily erasable and I can uh, correct it and wait until I get the okay for that.
0: Now, the tools of the trade that you're using are you traditional or are you doing uh, digital?
1: Uh, I'm traditional, I just like love the feeling of it.
0: You and me both. That there's nothing like, you know, pencil on paper, uh, then inking on paper and seeing it back and then then scanning your stuff in. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, oh, yeah.
1: my, my fingers would say otherwise, but you know, I, <laughs> they'll just have to learn to understand.
0: Now, now, do you do anything digitally or is it all traditional?
1: Uh, the only thing I do digitally is, you know, coloring okay. or um, lettering. That's the only thing I do digitally. Everything else is, you know, hands-on.
0: Nice, awesome. All right, so you're you're going back and forth. You have got your pencils in. I'm assuming your blue lines, getting those approved, and then Justin's go, hey, this is cool. Let's move forward. How? Talk to me a little bit about that. Like, and then I know Justin's on the other line, uh, or on the other side of this call, but um, talk to me a little bit about that process of of going back and forth. Um, I know that sometimes when artists and writers are working with one another, um, some some writers give super detail. And need certain things to be on the panels, and then some writers are just like they trust the artist's process and vision of bringing those words to life. How was that going back and forth with Justin?
1: Um, at first, it was slow because, but I know that's kind of I put myself at fault there. You know, I, I was being more meticulous with it than he was. Mm. Well, he said, you know, you know, I trust you. You know, just go with it. And it's like, uh, you know, I need a little bit more feedback. <laughs> uh, I think after the fifth page, I'd say, uh, I just thought, okay, you know, need to get this done. You know, he said he trusts me, so I'm just going to go with it and just went wild. And so far, he he didn't say anything was bad. Okay, okay,
2: (laughs) that that works for me.
0: Is that how you recall it, Justin?
2: Yeah, I had to remind him just to turn loose and kick out that art because i was already a huge fan and everything that i've seen of him you know i loved and so yeah I, it was just more like yeah buddy i trust you and love the art man let's just rock and roll <laughs> and is- then the pages and then the magic just started flowing like every time i got a page it was just like oh my gosh that's awesome and then when we got to page 11 that was when i was like chef's kiss that
1: is perfect <laughs> oh yes yes and it, it was It was exhilarating, actually. And then after all the blue pencils were done, when I started inking, and I told him, it's like, when I started inking, those pages are going to go even quicker.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry, Justin. Go ahead.
2: I was going to say, and then we got blessed with that snowstorm, and he got stuck indoors, and then the (laughs) lot got done. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, alright, so for those of you guys that don't know, no, we, were, we were talking actually before we uh, started the show, Justin, and he was telling me about how he got this this blizzard, you know, recently, which is crazy, because, you know, we're in April, no, it's almost May, May 1st yeah, is man. tomorrow, and they're still getting snow up there, which is insane, um, oh. I lost you guys there for a second, um, which is bonkers, so, yeah, so, alright, cool, yeah, I, I mean, and I look at the pages, and the pages are just absolute. I read you've done some fantastic work and I mean as soon as the uh, layouts were done and you know you started inking those came even faster which is you know fantastic it almost reminded me of like Jack Kirby just dishing out pages day after day after day three or four pages which was cool um and it didn't none, none of it seemed rushed at all which is great um and it was just really good sequential um visuals um, where you can actually read the comic without the words. And that's one of the things that I love to do. I love to actually go through the entire book without the lettering portion of it to see if it actually makes sense and you can put some kind of story together. So you were able to take his words and just put these panels together that just really made sense um, story-wise. So visually, it's stunning, but it also makes sense sequentially. Um, and then when you add the words on top of that, you've got yourself just a willy a really well-rounded issue. Um, that yeah, that you guys should definitely be proud of, um, in that respects. Um, so so Justin, so yeah, so this is uh, this is Project Shadowbrief, Volume Two Number One. How long have we been waiting for this, bro? Uh,
2: man, I feel like I've been waiting for an eternity, um, but I mean, with you and me, it feels like beyond a decade, and it's you know, it's we're just under a decade, but it feels like it's been longer, but. I know uh, some friends and family have been waiting a while, and I honestly can say the wait is finally over, and you guys will not be disappointed uh, yeah. what we got what we got in store uh, for this issue and the issues that follow is uh nothing short of uh spectacular and amazing.
0: yeah, I agree, and it's funny because I think you know if we didn't have this pause, we probably wouldn't have had an opportunity to revisit some of the scripts because you've got you know you've got three or four arcs already planned out and this kind of pause over the last two years um has allowed us to go back and revisit and you throw in some more ideas that were just like i just stood back and i was fucking like mind blown like oh shit yeah let's go in that direction uh, which is kind of like a double-edged sword right because you can just keep rewriting the scripts and adding new ideas and changing shit over and over and over until um, you just got a hot mess. But for us, I think the direction that now that you're taking with Project Shadowbreed, Merrick Leroy, the whole story and all the characters is I think people are going to be really, really happy. So now this arc, explain to people a little bit about, you know, what's going to happen, what they're going to see in this particular issue and in this arc moving forward.
2: Uh, Yeah, um, well, like, just to piggyback on what you said, I think us stepping back during the pandemic and really looking at everything was the best thing we could have did, because it really, it expanded my writing and my confidence in myself and storytelling, and, you know, it it led us to where we are today, so I think it was the best idea we we had. And then with the story, um, Volume 2, Issue 1, we're kicking off, it is called Two's Company, Three's a Crowd. And uh, we are going to see, you know, the same classic Lawrence Andrews. Uh, He's running the town of Seattle, and he's bringing in, you know, some new heavy hitters to try to stop this uh, mass vigilante who keeps messing up his plans to the city of Seattle. And these guys uh, are no joke. They are, like I said, heavy hitters. We, We get to see a A familiar face in the villain, Rockjaw, who, if you guys have been reading the Red Hyena series, uh, Head Games, uh, Rockjaw was the main antagonist in that story, and now he's crossing over into the Project Shadowbreed stories, and uh, he makes his first appearance in this. And then we're also going to see a guy named Eddie Embers, who's a pyrokinetic. He can uh, manipulate fire. He can't create it, but he can manipulate it if there's a source. And then we're going to have one of my favorite characters that I've created, uh, a guy named Courtyard, Ooh. who is a, a uh, best way to describe it, a failed stand-up comedian and ex-croquet player who's now given the mercenary world to go about with his uh, mallets of destruction.
0: Which is such a weird combination, but it works so well um and he was like one of the standout characters for me in this particular issue um also hey randy what what, uh did you have a favorite character to draw in this particular issue is there somebody that stands out for you
1: uh i would say the first one would be courtyard
0: definitely yeah
1: Uh, yeah, i had such a fun with fun time with him and eddie embers is a really close second
0: yeah yeah i agree it's funny because Courtyard's like he's like half formal and half fun um and his whole getup, and i just yeah it's hysterical so um he's going to be a standout character for sure um for most people um all right so then so we've got this issue coming out and then where where do you see the arc you know going towards because i know that we've spoken and i want to give away too much because we've got you know a whole bunch of great stuff in the works but you know what should people expect for the remaining of the arc and this is for our issues we're doing issues six through ten right now correct
2: well, this would be—we're doing a relaunch, so um, it's volume. It'll oh, be sorry. Uh, new, yeah, yeah. Sorry. it'll be volume two, number one um, in the in the actual numbering now. But uh, in sequential order, yeah, it would be number six. But for, for numbering purposes, it is uh, number one. But uh, what's going to happen in the overall overall arc? Uh, we're going to do a bit of a, a Chris Claremont uh, type of character building with Merrick and Leroy. Instead of just the classic "shoot 'em up, bang bang," uh, we're gonna start diving a little deeper into the relationship of Merrick and Leroy, and the history of SynTech and Project Shadow Breed and everyone's involvement. And uh, I just want to say it's uh, it's gonna start getting pretty wild, guys. We got yes. a lot a lot of stuff lined up, and uh, I'm excited for it. Um, father, uh, <laughs> farther down the line, uh, sorry. Uh, Farther down the line, we're also going to introduce um, in the arc uh, a new, he could be a new hero, a protagonist or antagonist. Uh, He gets a little introduction here at the end of issue one. And then he's going to play a major role uh, farther along in the issues uh, down the line.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just about to mention that as well. Because, you know, this issue gives you a lot with, you know, moving the story along for where it initially started. But then we get this teaser of this new character who we don't know. Um, is going to be a friend or foe or what. So uh, definitely be looking out for that as well. Um, Yeah, and I had mentioned that this is issue six. So uh, what we're trying to do with this particular uh, run is it's because this will be an ongoing series. And, you know, Justin has like 9,999 issues already in his head um, (laughs) down the road. Not that many, but it seems that way. I think we're up to what, issue 24, 25, somewhere around there?
2: Yeah, uh, 25 issues have been outlined officially and uh, 17 of them have been written.
0: Yeah, which is which is <laughs> crazy. So in, in respects to that, you know, when it comes to independent comics and, you know, we've had this discussion numerous times, the hard thing is, you know, being consistent and in, in doing these dailies or these these monthlies Um, in that respect. So, you know, Justin and I, we sat down and we said, what's the best way to get Out chunks of the story at a time that makes sense for people and rather than you know it is one continuous long story but they're written in chunks of you know four to five issues that allow you to digest that particular story so you don't necessarily have to have read the previous one or the one after um, to get the whole story you get an entire story within those five to six issues which we're really excited about and you know that that was one of the things that we went back and we're rewriting and stuff like, or I'm not gonna say we, because you're doing all the writing, (laughs) uh, where Justin's taking all of that into consideration. Uh, But if you do want background, we do have. So this is actually issue number six, but it's volume two, number one. And we do have the first five issues that will be available as part of the rewards for those of you that want a little bit more background. Do you need it? No, because this particular arc is going to give you everything that you need to know in the relationship between uh, your main character, American Leroy, and what's happening in, t- in the entire story. And it's funny because I was going back and I'm reading a lot of like comics from the 80s and you mentioned Chris Claremont. And I just read his his four-issue Wolverine run. I don't know if you guys have ever read that. Um, I just that did run. the same
2: thing. I just Dude, did the same thing.
0: Oh, uh, it's so good. Like, like he was just so good at what he was doing. But if you, read, if you read each issue when it came out, there's not a recap in the beginning, which they do now in a lot of books. The recaps are within the dialogue of the story. So you get some of the stuff being told. Or like, I can't tell you how many times Wolverine kept mentioning that his healing ability and his adamantium skin or his bones and stuff like that like how many times he just kept mentioning it over and then giving other people's abilities away and stuff like that and talking about that in each one of the issues so those that's a great way of you know updating people on particular characters and story without having to have them read background. Of previous issues. And so we've taken the page out of that and are doing the same thing in these chunks so that that way you can enjoy these volumes by themselves, or if you want to read them sequentially as well. Um, Eventually, we're going to have a reading order of everything because we have the Red Hyena who's coming in um, at certain issues, uh, volume one, and then she has other stories that are coming down the road. And then there's even more. Uh, characters down the road so it, it's it's a lot of like weaving and like I have a little board on my wall just enough just like how all the characters are connected because it's starting to get bigger and bigger I don't know how you feel but it's it seems a little bit overwhelming
2: oh I it's it's a lot. And the fact that it's all in my head is getting uh, it's getting ridiculous. And I have many folders on my laptop and many notebooks of how everyone is connected and how this is connected to that and what's going to lead to this and who is involved with what. And, yeah, we have a lot coming out. And it's it's just strap in, guys, because it's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be really exciting. Um, all right. So, Randy, what, what do you enjoy most about the process of, of creating a comic? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I, I just love just say everything, everything about it. Yeah, actually. there you go. <laughs> yeah, the
1: character development, um, the story building, um, how everything connects with each other. It, I mean, what's not to love? If if you, if you love creating comics, you have to be in love with all of it, no matter how you know um, how much it kind of wears you down physically from doing mm. it, but. Yeah, it, you can look back at it and go, "Yeah, I'm glad I went
0: through it." Cool. Is there anything particular that stands out in this issue that you did that you really enjoyed? Mm. Uh, you're like asking some if, tough if, questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you had to tell these guys, all right, this is look out for this page. This page was my favorite that I really enjoyed. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I would have to say page eleven. It has to stand way up on top because it's such it's so dramatic, but also the, the fight scenes in it, um, the little moments of you know just them sitting talking to each other. But uh, yeah, 11 page 11 is
0: page 11. The, yep, yeah, the one that tops it all. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, look yeah. out for that one, guys, towards the middle, but it's it's you're gonna love it. Um, All right, cool. So we've got this Kickstarter starting tomorrow, um, right, Justin? And we got some really great rewards for you guys. And we wanted to do something really special regarding, you know, supporters on crowdfunding um, and something that would be different from the direct market. So we sat down and we talked about it and, you know, we want to do something different inside the book. That's not going to be available to the direct market. So along with this fantastic story or not fantastic, it's more like a, Wonderful. No, not wonderful. What's the word? Oh, this amazing story that you're going to get. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, um, yeah. we're, we're going to add on to that, um, the script. So it's funny because uh, a lot of books that I've read recently, especially independent books, they have attaching portions of the script. And there's no one way to do a particular script. Um, you know, there's there's several ways and there's like guidelines, but everybody has their own particular way of doing a script. And so you'll see the script that the actual script that Justin was working off of, it's going to be inside the book. So you're going to have all the pages with the panels in there um, and, and just the way that he had written it out. And then this is the stuff that Randy took and he translated into into that art uh, for that. So we're adding that onto the back of the book. Uh, we're hoping to add some sketches from Randy as well. Um, some of the stuff that he had when he was just kind of like noting ideas for character change, because there had to be a translation process from, you know what Justin and I had done, which is just these basic generic sketches of the characters. And then it has to go into Randy's style. So he has to look at you know what was given to him um, and then sketch out those particular characters so that it it, it fits his style. Uh, which was really cool because that those, whatever you translate it to those three characters, just stood out so really really well there randy so kudos to you for for you know doing something really special with that oh thank you I... yeah yeah it was good <laughs> um all right cool so the, along with that um we'll have that so that's going to make the book a lot more meteor and then meteor meteor not mm-hmm. like a media that's coming out of the sky just media like adding more meat um and then a bunch of other rewards on top of there, including shirts hats we've got some really special uh you know, um, dog tags for Marek, uh, for those for certain uh, tier awards, um, and then we have uh, four covers. So you're going to have the main cover of the, the A cover book, and then you have three connecting covers that we're calling the Most Wanted series, and you'll see why they're they're going to be great. Um, not even Justin has seen them yet, so um, it's it's going to be mind blowing for you guys. I'm really excited about that, um, and then you have access to Um, Digital um, copies, you also have access to the first five issues for Project Shadowbreed um, in a trade, either a hard copy or a digital copy as well. So there's plenty of stuff on there. And we have an early bird um, sort of like tier for anyone who wants to hop on quickly. So it's early bird because of two things. One, it's a limited amount. So I think there's only 20 available of this one. And it has a bunch of stuff in there, including five by seven original art pieces. Uh, for anybody who signs up. And it's also time-limited. So it's only going to be available for the first two weeks when the campaign opens up. So the campaign is going to open up tomorrow, May 1st, at 9 a.m. So tell everybody and their families. Shout it
2: from a mountain.
0: Yes, from a mountain, from the Seattle Space Needle. Um, And then just tell them to get on to Kickstarter and help support this um, Kickstarter campaign because we're really excited about this next chapter for Project Shatterbead, which pretty much is our flagship book, is it not, Justin?
2: Yeah, this is uh, this is the one that's leading the way.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, we're, we're kind of piggybacking off of this. You know, we have other great stuff that's out there. So for those of you that want any information on anything else that we have additionally, um, AmazingActionComics.com is where you get all that information. In the notes for this particular podcast, you're going to see all the contact links for uh, Justin and Randy. So if you want to give them a shout um, and some indie love, you can go on and, and uh, you know, see their Twitter accounts and stuff like that and give them a follow. Uh, the information for the Kickstarter, so the link for the Kickstarter is also going to be on there, uh, but you can also find it at amazingactioncomics.com um, so that we can, uh, yeah, get get rolling with that. All right, so before we, we end with this, because we got some great information for these guys that got to know a little bit about Randy, uh, Justin, they already know you, they know direction that we're going in when it comes to Project Shadowbreed. Just... Uh, Two last things. So, Randy, really quickly, what piece of advice would you have for any creator who's looking to create something for the first time?
1: Uh, I'd say just, you know, do it. You know, do what you, th- how you think it would look like or, uh, or uh, how you would write it. Uh, read it back. Uh, have somebody else look at it and give you feedback. And... Uh, just follow up you know, or follow along with that feedback. You know, don't think of it as you know, complete criticism or you know, a slap in the face. It, it, it's, um, it's, it, it'll help you in the long run. Just uh, Take what, all the advice people can give you and go at it and do some other research and reading and studying you know, different comics and stuff like that and create your own style.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, great advice, especially with the feedback, because a lot of people are just so, especially creators, creators are really sensitive when it comes to their work, um, but being able to get constructive feedback, direct feedback, um, and you don't have to take everything. Use what you can, uh, discard everything else, and then, and then move on from there. But, you know, you got to have thick skin in this business, uh, because people are going to, you know, say what they want to say. Uh, regardless of whether or not they're going to hurt your feelings, but Absolutely. yeah, good yeah, good stuff, Randy. All right, Justin. Same question to you. What advice would you give?
2: Uh, just be open to criticism, like you guys were covering. Um, the only way you can grow is by challenging yourself and looking at the work you've done and taking that criticism you've gotten and applying it and just making yourself better. Uh, you got to have thick skin, like you guys said. Uh, that's yep. that's literally the best advice I can give anyone.
0: Absolutely. Okay, and then finally, just uh, what do you want people to know about Project Shadow Breed, bro? What do they need to walk away knowing? For that tomorrow,
2: this, this is just the beginning. We are nowhere near uh, being done with this, uh, and we have a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening. And um, there will be more werewolves. So just, just,
0: oh, you, can... you just gave it away. Love it.
2: <laughs> we got uh, more coming.
0: Yes. Awesome. All right, guys, listen, this was our special edition of the Indie Creator Spotlight. I want to thank Justin and Randy for being on May 1st, tomorrow, 9 a.m. Hop on to Kickstarter, click the link, show some indie love support and support this project and and just make it come true. Um, Go to AmazingActionComics.com to get all the information um, off of there. Um, And I think that's all we have for you tonight. So until next time, kitties, be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing.